Okay, we are continuing the Arucha. We are now in the second half of the last week. And we've been talking about non-competes. Um, and uh, as um, I think everyone, I don't, uh, I, I don't know, is that, did you get an invitation to the WhatsApp chat? Did you go on to the, to the chat for this Chabura? Did I send you one? I think you did. Okay, you don't have to. I'm just, I'm just going to bring it up. You don't have WhatsApp, do you? There's my answer. That's it. That's it. So we, we made a, 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 a WhatsApp chat just for this Chabura of, um, of, of Yerucha. And um, anyone who's listening or can hear the recording and wants to join is welcome to join as well. I tried to publicize it. And um, the point is that we should have a place that not just the recordings of this year, but there's a lot of resources that the Beis Havad themselves, who make this program, besides the fact that I'll send out the, um, the PDF of the weekly Marmachimus, you know, besides having the hard book, you'll have that week's um, section. But also, like I started sending out yesterday, they have every week four videos of question and answer with one of the Dayanim, based, practical question and answer based on the sugya of what we're learning. So it's like a three to six minute video depending on the day or the week. And I post those, I posted two already, one yesterday, one today about the non-competes. And it just very brings it very practical. Um, sometimes it touches on, most of the time it touches on things we've talked about. Sometimes it's a little different, you know. It's, it's, uh, so it's just, uh, it's a way to access a little bit more of the resources of the base Havad, just but not being part of this. They have their own gigantic groups of 250 people. You're just one of a million people here. It's us, and they know it's us because they have administrative uh, rights to it as well if they want to post anything. And um, there's also, I, I don't know if it comes out every week or how it comes out, there's also actually a written PDF summary of the shiurim of the week. Now, not of my shiurim, of the shiurim of their person who gave with these marmakaimas, but again... You know, you could see it written up. They have it done a very professional way. It goes to Eretz Yisrael. They have it. They listen to all the shirim. It's transcribed. It's done very well. So it's just a way for us to, uh, you know, to not only have a central point for our chabura, but as well as you know, some access to some of their resources and their tools. You know, just to uh, help us out a little bit. So that is the um, that is the WhatsApp chat. Um, that uh, and and there's a uh, numerous throughout the country. There's a uh, if you look at the back of the of the thing here. There's uh, I don't know two, four, six, eight, nine, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen, like twenty-one different cities that have chaburas, and some have more. Like Lakewood and New York have much more. There's like thirty chaburas, and um, each one has their own chat. You know to try to you know. In the bigger picture, uh, umbrella organization, this is, should be some identity to each one. So that is that. Okay, so right the video, the video is very schmuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and truth is, you could access those videos. You go onto their website, but here it's very straight. You know, you don't have to go looking for it. It comes right in the. I could put it. I put it right in the chat. I get them earlier. I am. I'm on a different chat with the Russia Chabura. And they get all the stuff the week before, so I can prepare. And so you know, so that's just try to you know keep it together. Okay. Okay, we started talking about the non-competes. And we started off with the premise the non-competes have an integral problem to them, inherent problem to them, and that is they are a Kenyan Dvarim. 
There, there's nothing tangible for the Kenyan to be chalan, and therefore you're saying not going to do something, committing not to do something is a Kenyan dvarim. So we brought various paiskim here that have different ways of, of, of looking at different cases of non-competes that maybe they would be um, they would be something that a person has to uh, has to honor, and we've been looking at it from the employees point of view that perhaps it's not fair under certain circumstances and um, we had the Mishkan Sarayim who talked about a case where um, where um, he was training him and he said that when you have like a three year training so the first two years you're really not getting your money's worth because you're paying out all that money for his food and his whatever needs the, the tailor was paying for on the smach, assuming that in the third year, when he finally knows the, the, the trade, he'll be a big help and it'll be worth it. But if he leaves before that, it ends up being a losing proposition. And therefore, he felt in that case, that's why the, uh, the, the boy who ran away had to uh, come back. And um, if not, he wanted him to pay for, uh, not only for all the food that he paid for the first two years, he wanted him to pay for tr- teaching him the trade as well, because that was all part of the whole deal. So that's one situation. We had um, a second, the Igra Rama. He wanted to say, and this is, we'll see, we're going to talk about this a little bit more today as well. He wanted to say that the concept of a poyo backing out in the middle of the day, because he's not an Eved, is only by a worker. But two, two partners, partners are Meshubba to each other, and you can't just back out of a deal. And therefore, since in this case, they are both have obligations to each other. This one has to work, this one has to teach. So they're, all, they're both considered like Shutzvin, and Shutzvin um, are not allowed to back out of a deal. And the last thing we talked about was a Chassam Seifer, who had a case with a Shaykhet, who said that he'll learn Shechita, but he won't Shecht. And then the Chassam Seifer says that he viewed it as a very interesting thing. He viewed it as if the Shaykhet who is training him is actually uh, the worker. Because he is giving him something, he's giving the student something, and um, the student has to pay the wages. And he says if he doesn't pay him, it's like Sashik Sakhar Anivavyan. He's withholding wages because uh, the wages, the deal was that in payment for the Teuda, which was the certificate, you're not going to work or you're not going to compete with me. And if you do, that means you're not paying me. So he viewed this as an employee employer relationship, which was a very interesting twist of um, how the Chassam Seifer was, was viewing it. Okay, so that's what we had so far. Now, today we're going to talk about a couple of different uh, details. Number one, in this Chassam Seifer, it's going to be, until we get to the practical of today, we get, let's get into a little bit of Lamdus here, to understand the Chassam Seifer and maybe the other, the Igra Rama as well. Um, on page 65, the first thing is on page 65, um, on page 65, it talks about the concept of Shutfin. Um, that's the Shulchan Aruch and Kufayin Vav, Sif Tes Vav there, on the, the, where the gray line is in the Shulchan Aruch. HaShutfin shehisnu b'neim sheyamdu b'shutfis zman katsuv. So partners who made a deal that they are going to stay in a partnership for a certain amount of time. So If one of them wants to back out of the partnership, he can't do it. The other one could say, no, we're partners until the set time. 
And they can't split the, the partnership until the time comes or until there's no more money left and, um, uh, for the partnership. So, so, why is that? So if you look up the, at the top, the top is the, the Sma. And the Sma says, uh, all the way at the top line there, it's not similar to a payal, a hired worker who could back out whenever he wants. Tishani Hasam Dishem Evadhu Alamis Asik Shemis Asik Boilavad. Uhsiv Kilibine Israel Avodim. When you're a worker, so by being tied into something, so you're an Evet. You're an Evet. Like we've said. If you can't back out, you're in heaven. And Hashem said, "Ki libenei yisrael avodim." Mashenkim b'shaim shenishtatvu yachad umisaskim b'shneim. But when two people commit to a partnership, ain't shame ever Hashem echad mehem. They're both equal here, so there's no name of an Evid on one over the other. The fact that he backed out cannot back out is not doesn't make him an Evid. See, if I'm the only one working and I can't go back on the deal, then the Tyra says that's called an Evet. But if we're both working, so who's the Evet here? Who am I Evet to? He's also working. An Evet is, an, is a slave who works for a master. That means a slave works and the master, you know, enjoys himself and watches. So if I'm a hired worker, I'm the worker. There's the owner. So if I can't back out, the Tyra says that's called servitude. That's slavery. You can't do it. But if two people are both working because they're partners, so there's no evidence here. There's no evidence just because, again, it's not inherent in the fact that you can't back out of something that you called an evidence. It's only because if I'm the only one working and I can't back out, that's Avadim, can't back out of things. But if we're both working, there's no evidence here. This is a partnership. A partnership is a deal. In a deal, we can't back out. There's no Avdus here. V'kulei alma mehem fine. So that is that is um, that is the way the Sma is telling me the understanding of a shutfis. So when we if if that's true, so when we think about the Chassam Seifer, so the Chassam Seifer is really saying that um, there's sort of like a partnership going on here. Now the Igra Rama said it clearly. There's a partnership whenever there's two people and they both have obligations to each other. That's not called a poyal. That's called a partnership. And therefore, the fact that we, one of us can't back out, now who wants to back out? This means to say, the worker, right, the worker who made the non-compete, and he's saying, listen, I committed that I'm not going to compete with you, right, that was my commitment to this partnership, I want to back out of that commitment, and I want to compete. So, if I'm just a worker for you, a worker is allowed to back out. But if we both have something in this deal, you're teaching me and I'm committed to you, so there's the two things going on here. They're both working, it's like a partnership, so then there's no chisoran of avdus. There's no problem of avdus and they can't back out. So, so that is... That is one way of looking, perhaps, at this partnership here between the uh, the worker and the and the the employer. Now, the only thing between something or if he's doing anything else for him as well, like let's say paying him, it has to be the fact that he's teaching him the job. Yeah, because it has to be 
that, that it has to be something that he's paying with the non-compete. In other words, why, am I, why did I say that I'm going to pay by non-competing with you? The fact that you hired me to work is no reason for me to then not, not compete with you. Right? There has to be a reason. So the, 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 use, the easiest reason is because you you're teaching me a trade. You're teaching me the trade. Now we had other reasons we discussed last time also because you don't want to poach customers. or there's other, But there has to be some type of something that's being given, not just the job itself. There has to be something given that I'm willing then to pay by committing not to, not to compete. So there has to be a, a valid reason. Now, now the only thing is with that is there's a problem. And this is a problem. And that is that, um, that is like this. That is when you, when you um, commit to pay wages a certain way. Let's say I hire somebody to work in a, I own a matzah bakery. And I hire someone to work in a matzah bakery. And I'm going to pay wages because he, he gets matzahs. Okay, that's how he's going to get paid. With matzahs. And then I decide when it comes time to pay him, I say, you know what, forget it. I could sell the matzahs for much more. Why should I give them cash? It's cheaper. Right? Or however, whatever reason, I need it. Am I allowed to change that? So the Allah is you are. The Allah is you are. Because um, I never really made a Kenyan on that commitment of how to pay you. We made a deal. You'll work for me, I'll pay you. I did say that I'll pay a certain way, but without going into the intricacies of it, I don't have to pay with the way I said I'm going to pay. If I want to change, I could change. So now let's think of, what? In that case, what Whatever they made, whatever the deal was. Whatever, he knows he's going to pay him the amount that he's owed, just in a different form. A different form. So even if you make money on the matzah at a higher rate. Could be, right. The point is, he is, whatever, whatever it's, it's not a problem of, of how much money, it's just a question of which, which form of payment. So now let's think for a second. And if the whole part of a non-compete is, you gave me a, uh, a, a certificate, and how do I pay you? By not competing. But let's say I want to pay a different way. Let's say I want to say, you know what? I want to compete, and you know what? Certificate's worth $200, I'll pay you the $200 for it. So I could change the form of payment. If we're viewing a non-compete as a form of payment, I could change the form of payment when I want to when it comes time to pay. So theoretically, I could back out of the non-compete, and we could, whatever the price is, we'll figure out a price. And a lot of times it's worth it, whatever the price is. So I'll pay you a different way. So even in the Chassam Seifer's understanding that I'm paying for a service here, Chassam Seifer's saying I'm paying with my commitment, but the question then is, why do I have to pay the way we made up L'Chatchila? Why does the Shaykhit over here have to say, I'm not going to work. He'll say, I'll pay you for whatever, the training, whatever it is, I'll pay you for it. So that's a little bit of a alumnus in, in, in trying to figure out what the Chassam Seifer, um, the Chassam Seifer's way. Okay, I'm just bringing up some, some Ha'aris um, over here. Now, um, now let's, let's, uh, let us go to, um, let's see. Let's go to page number 70. So this is page 70. Um, and if you look over here, this is a Pischei Tshuva in Chayshemishvat Simen Kofay and Vav. So I'm looking in the top there, the last line, it's like the last wide line, and then it's going to continue down to the Pischei Tshuva on the left, right by the arrow. 
Veinu niknal bekinya gamer. I am a chuvis based David bedin haftret gelt hanog bein askirim. So what's that? Kisheroyin sherabu anoshim oimdim alamelech amekach asher. Go down to the bottom. Let's say there's a bunch of, of uh, businessmen and they notice that there's, uh, there's a lot of customers and there's a lot of demand. Um, no, I'm sorry. There's a lot of uh, se- sellers. And because of that, the value is going to go down. The price is going to go down a lot. So, the basic idea was they used to pay people not to work. They used to pay people not to work. Say, listen, if everybody is working here, so no one's going to make any money because the price is going to be very cheap. There's so much, so much going around, right? Or let's say a simple case. Let's say you have uh, two tailors, right? And two tailors, and it's coming close to Pesach, and the tailors, it's going to be a busy season, right? So one tailor says to the other, listen, I'm willing to pay you not to open. I'll give you a certain amount of money. Do not to open, all the business will come to me. Okay? Now the other tailor says, listen, on one hand, I can make a lot of money, right? It's Erev Pesach. On the other hand, I don't have to work if, this, if I take this guy's money. I won't make as much, but I'll have to work. So he's willing to pay people not to work. And that's what they used to do in the olden days to try to, to deal with the prices and, 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 and the going up and down. At times they would pay people not to work, not to sell things. So what happened? So one guy, so the tailor said, okay, no problem. Thank you very much. I'm willing to do it. And came closer to Pesach. And was driving his wife nuts, and she sends him back to the store and says, why are you not working, right? So he says, you know what, i got to open up, right? So all of a sudden he opens up, and the first guy comes, what's going on over here? You promised me you're not going to open up. So because If this promise was done with just words, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. So... So now, why is that? And he says, Now we've had, when you hire a worker, even without any Kenyan, without any Kenyan, um, the fact that you commit to working may be enough. We talked about this in Skiris Payalim. And he continues, he says, And and this is the punchline. So the this this who's talking over here? This is the Chuvas based David. Chuvas based David says that, and this goes back to the to the Chsam Seifer. Again, the Chsam Seifer said that when you commit not to compete. It is sort of some type of um, employee-employer or partner relationship. There's a relationship going on here. And it goes with the rules of Schiris Pailin. So if you don't pay, you're Ivron Leisashik, you're not paying your worker, right? So the, the base of it says that Schiris Pailin is hiring someone to work. That has its rules to it. Hiring someone not to work is not Schiris Pailin. 
You're hiring him not to do something. That doesn't go with the regular rules of Schiris Pilot. So, again, I'm not going into all the intricacies of Schiris Pilot, but the fact that the Chazam Seifer took on as a Dover Pashut, that me committing not to do something is some type of employee-employer relationship, and it can follow those rules. You could retract, you can't retract. The Beis David says committing not to do something is not a normal thing. That's not a normal relationship of Sliris Pilot. So again, we're just throwing out a lot of Svaras here, little Lambdas here, a lot of Svaras, a little and a lot of Lambdas, to see where, where the Chassam Seifer is coming from and why it sounded great in the beginning. But as you see, it's Taka not so posh. So if he paid him already, that might be different. Yeah, that might be different. Yeah, because he said because that might be the kenyan of Moise. Yeah. Now, but it's still it's still not so simple because the fact of a pile, and this is something on a page before, but we really learned it in Sechiras Pilim. The fact of a pile being able to go back bechatsi hayoyim. Is that even if he made a Kenyan or not? We had a big machlaikas about that. The Sma brought a machlaikas. Um, or who was it? I'm sorry. The Shach brought a machlaikas in Shin and Gimel. If the fact that you don't need a Kenyan for Sechiris Pailim and you make one, that makes it as if you're locked in. Because why would you make that extra Kenyan? Or... Do we say no? At the end of the day, an Evid's an Evid, the Shach said. Who cares? You can make all the Kenyanim in the world. If you can't back out, you're an Evid. And, you, and that can't be. Right? So the fact that there was money being paid here already, um, but now I want to back out of the deal. Right? Again, maybe for the, you know, I want to back out. So Pael could be Chayzer, but Hayyim. Right? So you have to know what type of Kenyan he's talking about here when he says Blake Kenyan. But the fact that he paid him Right? He paid him, okay, let's say I pay my payal up front, right? For the whole day. And he wants to retract him all the day. He could. He just has to return the rest of the, the, the second half of the money to me. He could go back on it, right? So that's even by a payal. And here you're telling me this is not even a payal, right? This guy can't even commit to not do something. So you hear what's going on over here? So it's, it could, could be even if he paid him, maybe he could back out of the deal. Okay. Now, um, fine. So that is that. Now, the, 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 the other thing that we want to talk about when it comes to a non-compete, besides the fact that there's a Kenyan Dvarim, and this is something we spoke about last week, every non-compete, Pashto should be a problem of Asmachta. What's Asmachta? Asmachta means that I made a condition of something that either I never thought it would happen, or I didn't think it was probable going to happen, and therefore I didn't fully commit to it. That's asmachta. Asmachta leikanya. Right? That was it. I'm going to plow your field. If I don't plow your field, right, I'm going to pay you $1,000. Well, he didn't have to plow in the field. He doesn't have to give $1,000. Asmachta leikanya. So when I enter into a business relationship, now it might not be every case like this, but very possibly, why, why, do, I com- why do I agree for a non-compete? In other words, you tell me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to work for me, I'm going to train you in, and then you're going to work for me for three years, right? And, and, and you can't back out in three years. So I don't think I'm ever going to back out in three years. Why would somebody commit to something which is going to cost them at the end, right? So he could tie in He'd say, listen, I came to work for you. I thought it's going to work out great. 
this is happens most of the times when you make a deal, right? And you put in all these things because you think it's going to be perfect. You think you're never going to come to the things that if you don't do X, Y, and Z or this X, Y, and Z happen, you never think that's truly going to happen. So asmachta lekanya, asmachta lekanya. So forget Kenyan dvarim, even if Kenyan could be made, but it's an asmachta. And I could say I never committed to such a thing. Okay. Now, this is where, now we're bringing things to full circle over here. If you put into your document last week's addendum, what was this thing called here? Agreement validation clause. If you put into your, into your documents your agreement validation clause, so then, this is on page 59, the guy said that I made a Kenyan in a Bezdin Chashev. So therefore there's no problem of Asmachta. Right? You got rid of all the asmachta problems. So if you had this agreement validation clause, which said that I said in a Bezdin Chashuv, I made a Kenyan, and this is Deloik asmachta, so then your asmachta time is out the window. Okay, so now we're looking from the employer side of things. If he has this attached to the deal, so asmachta is out the window. Kenyan Dvarim is not out the window. Kenyan Dvarim is not out the window. Because everything in this cl- validation clause where Oidisa, for example, I'm admitting to it, that makes a Kenyan. That only works for things that Kenyanim work for. You can't just imagine things. In other words, I said I did a Kenyan Agav. I don't have Karka, I don't have land. But Oidisa makes it that it works. Because Oidisa equals I'm doing it with a proper Kenyan. But Kenyan Dvarim, even if you make a proper Kenyan, it doesn't work. It doesn't help. So this validation clause will only get you so far. But it will get you somewhere. Now, it might get you to Kabbalah's Das Yachid, and if you could invoke the Chassam Seifer or one of these Das Yachid people to show why this non, non-compete will fit into that category, right? even though there's people who argue, but with that validation clause, you accepted even the opinion of a minority. That might work too. Now, the truth is, you know, again, we've been very, uh, we've been very biased towards the employees, right? Um, we have employers here also. So um, the truth is that there is a halachic non-compete. There is a halachic non-compete. And the way it works is that it doesn't just say, I commit not to compete. It also puts a penalty in. If I do break this, then I have to pay $100,000. They say, well, I haven't asked smachta. You have the agreement validation clause. Gets rid of asmachta. You need both. You need it to work. So in that case, right, you can't... Now... now oh, so that's the question. If you do... What? No, it's a penalty. The value didn't become it. I'm making a penalty. It's not the Chassam Seifer. It's just a penalty that will be a deterrent for me to go compete. You still have that thing if you want um, no, because since you committed to the penalty, you're right. You right. You say right. According to Chazam Cipher, you you we asked at least you should be able to pay for the service, right? But here I'm not saying it's a service. It's a penalty of hundred thousand dollars, right? Well, let's say I want to pay for the service with cash instead of not compete. Does this prevent you from being able to do that? Well, no, because since you... you be, oh, you mean, that's what you mean to say, because I'm not breaking the non-compete. Right. I mean, according to the Chazam Seifer, I could pay. I hear, that's a knetch out of it. I'm not sure. I hear. That's a good question. The other question would be, what if I want to pay the penalty? 
Am I allowed to take the penalty? In other words, is, is there any problem of me saying, you know what, you're right, it's a $100,000 penalty, but you know what, I'm going to make $10 million. What's the big deal? Am I allowed to break it and pay the penalty? Or not? That also seems to be a Shiloh. It might be in a video that's coming up. I'm not sure. Um, I don't remember. It might be. It might be on Friday's video, such a question. But it, it's possible. Now, a, a lot of times... It really depends on the situation. Um, you know, I think the case that the Dayan was asked is if the guy says, could I, could I do it or not? And he told him, you know, you're taking a risk. I think he allowed him in a certain case. He says, the guy might take you to Besden, but, you know, we'll work it out then. But, um, the, the, but you know, so that's the question, if you could take the penalty and um, is there any problem, at least, with paying the penalty and doing the, uh, and, and, and still competing? That, that's the question. Now, if the employer is, is doing this right, so what he's going to do is going to make the penalty, you know, a value of what he feels his losses are going to be. So, you know, he shouldn't really care at the end of the day, right? Again, our question is, halakhically, are you allowed to do that? You know, normally you would say, well, I'm breaking the halakha. Now there's a penalty. Could I actually go and pay the penalty and get myself out of it? That seems to be a shaila if we're going to do it. What? In every deal, I mean, there's like, let's say you have a deal with a, a vendor or something like that, and you want to break the deal and pay the penalty, it's better for you. Well, no, so, uh, no, that you're right. That is a Shiloh if you're allowed to do such a thing, every, right? Every time, every time. But here's here's better because really the actual deal isn't a good deal. The Kenyan Dvarim, it's a Kenyan Dvarim. Really the deal's not Chal, right? But there was a penalty put in. So here it's a little easier to say, pay the penalty, and then you back out like the Halacha is that I'm allowed to back out. In that case, you might not be allowed to back out. Right? If you're not allowed to back out, again, assuming the other side is going to prosecute and embezz it, but if you're really not, a, you, could be, you might be called in, uh, someone who's lacking amana, not trustworthy by breaking your word. See, over here, the deal itself is really not a good deal. Right? The only way we're making it work is we're bidding a deterrent with this penalty. So if I want to pay the penalty, it could be I could just back myself up. Okay, now, let's just finish off with a concept on page 72 called Marufia. Marufia. Um, or two concepts at least. And that is, a lot of times the idea of a non-compete um, is that um, you're going to, let's say, it's not, it's not always a training issue like we spoke about last time. Sometimes the pshat is, you, you know, you've cultivated relationships and you've cultivated uh, clients and now that you're going to walk away so your employer is nervous. You're going to take all, your, all his clients with you, right? That's, that's why he puts the non-compete in. It wasn't necessarily an investment that he made with you, but it's a protection because, you, you know, you're making all these relationships. So in, 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 in Simon Kufnun Vav over here, page 72, this is a Milder Ramah of Ansif Hay, at the top there where there's an arrow. So Adam Sheyesh Goy Marufya. Marufia comes from the word like Yarev Kamat Alichi, like it rains. It's like constant rain. A Marufia means a constant, steady client. So if a, a Jew has a guy who is a steady client of his, so is another Jew allowed to go and poach that client? Okay, we'll woo him away and say, Come to me. Yesh Mikaimais, the Ramah says an interesting thing. There are some places, Shedanin Sha'asr Acherim Leire Lechayoisoi Ulaasik Lasekim Agayahu. 
So you're not allowed to go. Now, if the guy comes to you on his own, you don't have to send him away. But you're not allowed to go and entice him and say, listen, I'll give you a better price. And that you can't do. That's called Marufia. And some places, no. They say, no problem, you can do what you want. And some say that um, it's mutter to actually. So there's two, I'm sorry, there's two things. There's donin and ain't donin. That means to say, will we go to Bezdin over it? We all agree it's not a nice thing to do to your Jewish friend who's your competition, but we're not going to go to Bezdin over it. Some even hold you could go to the guy and you could start doing business with him, lending him money, start giving him little trinkets, little, little bribery, right? In order to get him to come to you. Why? Because the guy's nechasim are like hefker, so therefore nobody could have rights to a guy's business. So we have a whole machlaikas over here if there's this concept called marufya. Okay? Now, if you look on the next page, on page 73, is the Pischei Chayshem Rav Blau. So over there in Ois Chaf, where the gray is, he says, According to most Paiskim, we hold this Aser to go poach Gaiyusha clients from your Jewish friend. Now he says, Now the Ramos is a client. Like we just said, It's mashma Jewish clients. It's for sure usher to do. The only hat there is because Gaish and Achasim are hefker. So anybody, there's no such thing as relationships. But Jewish property is not hefker. It's not kol akaydim zacha. So therefore, you cannot poach Jewish, Jewish client, clients. Okay, there's a dimyan to to uh, to um, the Chazal made a a, a, a the Rabbanon made gzela. A gzela midirabon. If you set out traps, um, nets in the ocean for fish, right? And fish go into there. So, and I want to come and I want to take out your fish from your nets. Well, well, well they're not yours. Like they just haven't got stuck in your nets. You don't make any kinyan on them yet, right? So rabbanon said mifnei darke shalom. They didn't need this type of thing. They said it's considered gzela midirabon. So he says that they, if that's true, so they're comparing. Um, poaching clients to that case of Mitsuda's Dogim. If I have a Jewish client, so again, I don't own him, but there's a relationship. It's like if you trapped your fish. So you can't, I can't take your fish. So he says, even though they made that dimyon, ain't zem mamish mazik. Over there, the Rabbanon said it's called thievery. But here, if you actually do take a Jewish client, it's not gazel. So he's saying, when it comes to Jews, if you poach a Jewish client, it, you can't say it's gzela, but you're called a Russia. You're taking someone's parnasa from him. When it comes to a Gaisha client, so 
even though it's Asr Lechatchila, but you're not called a Russia. You're not called a Russia. Um, so, so that's, that's number one. Now, if you go down a few lines to Umavur, he says, Let's say other Goyim could poach the clients. In other words, it's an it's, it's, it's open season on clients, right? It's a common thing for it to happen. So just because I'm a Jew doesn't mean I have to lose out. In other words, if there's a steady relationship that a Jew has with a guy, so I as another Jew should not come and poach that client. But let's say there's a bunch of other Gaiish companies are trying to get him too, right? So it's, it's free season. You know, Walmart has a standing, uh, standing uh, Walmart's not owned by Jews. Uh, you, own, you know, you have a, a standing relationship with a vendor, right? So, but then it comes a time when there's a renewal. There's new bidding. There's things like, you know, new vendors and new things are going on. So it's open season. So just because I'm a Jew doesn't mean I have to lose out because I can't take your client. So that's what he says. If another guy is able to poach your client, ain't kind of circlel. It's two things. Not just that I as a Jew don't have to lose out. It's just that you as a Jew with that Gaisha client, that's not Marufia. It's not his client that you have a hold on because any guy could take him too. So this sort of, it depends on the situation, but it's possible that um, a lot of cases you won't have the Marufia because a lot of cases like there's open, open, you know, open market, so to speak. So therefore, as a Jew, you don't have to lose out. So this is the concept of marufia. So therefore, let's say you do, the, let's say there's a non-compete that you cannot, um, that is not enforceable. And I as a Jew, as an employee, I'm walking and I'm opening up my own business. Right? Now assuming again that this is a Jewish company here, because that's, this is what we're dealing with, I cannot take your, my, your cli- my clients with, with me. Or your clients, I'm sorry. I can't poach your clients. Not because of the non-compete. Because of marufia. Marufia is its own halacha. So if the non-compete is here in order to protect the employer, that the employee shouldn't walk off with his clients, even if the non-compete is not enforceable in halacha, still the employee has a different problem, marufia. Now if the clients walk with him, and the, he opens up, you know, and they start Googling, you know, they call up the business and say, hey, where is uh, Yankel Shmerel? You know what I mean? He was such a good, 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 uh, you know, agent. And they say, well, uh, Yankel Shmerel doesn't work here anymore. I'll, I'll send you over to, you know, Yoeli, right? And they, they Google Yankel Shmerel and they find out that he opens up across the street. So they walk across the street, that's their business. But he can't woo them all. He can't woo them. He can't woo them. Right? So therefore, in such a situation of a non-compete, if that's the purpose, even if the non-compete is non-enforceable, there's another problem of marufia. So that's why, so it really depends, as we're seeing, non-competes have so many different reasons for them, angles with, with them, right? So, so, so really depending on the situation. So if a person really wants to put a non-compete into place, he really needs to talk to a Dayan or to a Rav or to a Chayshemisha place that knows these halachas in order that it should be put into place properly, again, for the employer, we're talking for his protection, in order that the employee would actually be bound by the non-compete for it to work. Because if not, if you don't do it right, really... Everything is, 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 is uh, you know, swaying towards the employee's rights 
as saying the whole non-complete is out the window, and the employer really will have a love lahavi raya, and will have to work very hard to prove in Bezdin why it should be an enforceable thing. That is the end of this sugya and Bez Hashem. We're starting something new next week. I have no clue what it is at the moment, but uh, if I look at the schedule here. Uh, partnership structure, corporations, trusts, and legal entities, Nasogas will in competition. Okay, all, all along the, all similar lines. Bez Hashem, we'll see you next week. Uh,